0: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native land of China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades before bringing the ministry to the West in 1962. The life study of the Bible is a significant contribution to the heritage of Bible exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring short portions of this spoken ministry to you on today's broadcast.
1: At the beginning of the book of Ezekiel, there are some very striking verses. It talks about the heavens being opened and Ezekiel seeing visions of God. And then in verse 3, it talks about the Word of God coming expressly, to Ezekiel, and then the hand of Jehovah was upon him. This is Matt Miller with Ed Marks for a very remarkable program from the book of Ezekiel. And Ed, I think we have a classic today. Uh, I, I call it a classic because this is a unique life study message from Ezekiel Life Study Number Three. I'd like you to give our listeners a, a little opening to this.
2: Yes, Matt, the life study of Ezekiel to me is very, very special. And, uh, Brother Lee referred to Ezekiel chapter 1 as the deepest chapter in the Bible because it's full of symbols with spiritual significance. And I think our listeners will see just how marvelous uh, this program and the programs to come are. But, Matt, I I would like to say at the outset that uh, to those of you who are listening, our prayer is that what Ezekiel experienced here, what you read, would be our experience. We need to pray, Lord, open the heavens to me. Give me a revelation. Open my eyes. I like to pray Ephesians one seventeen. Father, grant me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of Christ. And that includes God's heart's desire, his eternal purpose, and what he's doing on the earth right now. And then not only do we need to have the heavens open and see visions of God, We also need the word to come to us. So I would say to our listeners, I would say to to us, we need to pray, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me today, Lord. I want your word to come expressly to me the way it did to Ezekiel. The Lord will honor that prayer. In Revelation 2 and 3, he says repeatedly at the end of each of those epistles to the churches, he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So we need to ask the Lord to give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is speaking on this radio program today. And not only that, when the Spirit speaks to us, the hand of Jehovah, it says, was on Ezekiel. His hand always follows his speaking, which means that whatever he speaks, his hand follows to carry out. Not only that, Matt, his hand follows his speaking to us to direct us, to guide us, to lead us into his move on the earth. You see, that is based on his speaking according to us, which is according to the heavenly revelation that he showed us. So we want this to be our experience. Hope that as you're listening, you would even have this prayer.
1: Ed, I really expect our listeners, uh, any of them out there who love the Lord and are really seekers of the Lord, they are not going to want to miss this program today, which center on these four things in in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 4, which are the wind, the cloud, the fire, and the electrum. And verse 4 says, and I looked and there came a storm wind from the north, a great cloud and a fire flashing incessantly. And there was a brightness around it, and from the midst of it, there was something like the sight of electrum from the midst of the fire. Let's go to Witness Lee for his speaking, which was originally on July 31st, 1971.
3: The Bible is a book full of pictures, because without a picture, it would be rather hard for us to understand God and the spiritual things. Now, in this book of Ezekiel, it is a book of pictures. In this one verse, verse 4, you have four figures, the wind, the cloud, the fire, and eventually the electron. First of all, it says, the wind came from the north. You know, in geography, north is the up. Of course, God is always up. So, the wind came from the north. Means what? Means the wind came from God. No doubt. Here in Ezekiel chapter 1, the wind is a figure, a picture of the mighty spirit of God. And this wind is the stormy wind. We all realize our spiritual experiences always started with a spiritual storm. I tell you, all the saved ones at their conversion did have a storm. I could never forget the storm I got. I was a young boy under 20 years of age. I was so much in ambition. I was studying hard to get the best future, but one day I got into a church building, I listened to a message, I tell you the wind blew upon me. There was a storm, it turned me upside down. <laughs> we all had such a storm. Not only so, even after we've been saved, quite oftentimes. We have got so many storms. It is not bad. It is really gracious to have a storm coming from God. Praise God. When the stormy wind came, the cloud followed. Now, what is the cloud? After the people of Israel came out of Egypt, and they arrived at Mount Sinai, and they set up a tent for God. Then God's glory descended upon that tent. The cloud was covering the tent of meeting. That cloud was a figure of God covering his people. He came as the wind, but his stays as the cloud to produce something out of himself in your daily life. And this is the covering God. It's wonderful.
1: Ed, this wind from the north and this cloud that represents the Lord's presence, they really are wonderful. I just say amen to Witness Lee. And uh, the thing is, you have to have the eyes to see it, don't you?
2: You do, man. And it's very significant. And And I want to emphasize these four words, uh, the wind, the cloud, the fire, and the electrum. All of these are pictures of Christ himself for our enjoyment and experience so that we can be one with him in his up-to-date move on this earth. Uh, We heard uh, Brother Lee share about the wind and the cloud, and I would just like to repeat again, this storm... Wind from the north signifies that okay let's say we're an unbeliever God will send a, a storm wind which is, which is the spirit he will blow in our lives he will turn everything upside down and uh, he will cause us to feel restless and dissatisfied about our situation cause us to seek him Now, even as believers, and I want to stress this also, if you're a believer and you're not fully consecrated to the Lord, you're turned away from the Lord, he will blow upon you as a storm wind from the north, and he'll blow in our environment. He'll turn things upside down. He'll cause us to cry out to him with our whole being, make us desperate for him. He will cause us to repent to cry out to him, to fully consecrate ourselves to him, and to give our whole being to him for his present move on this earth. So again, Matt, this experience of the storm wind from the north is very precious. Matt, I would, I would just like at this point to give an example of this with D.L. Moody. You know, D.L. Moody, he was a believer. He got saved. And this one brother said something to him. And the brother didn't even remember that he said it later. But he said this to D.L. Moody. He said, Mr. Moody, he said, The world has yet to see what God can do in, through, and with a man who is fully consecrated to him. Well, that was just like a storm wind in D.L. Moody. He said he was so touched with that. He said that brother said that to him. He didn't say you had to be an educated man. You had to be this kind of man. It can be any man. And then he said, Lord, by the spirit in me, I want to be that man. I fully consecrate myself to you. I hope our listeners would say this right now to the Lord. Well, then after that storm wind comes, then the cloud comes. And this is God again as a cloud. He comes to us to brood over us, to visit us, to overshadow us, and to cover us to give us the enjoyment of his presence. We know that from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 and 2, the cloud signifies God as the Spirit. When the tabernacle was erected, the cloud of glory covered the tabernacle. In Proverbs sixteen fifteen, it says, The king's favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. Well, who is the king? Jesus is our king. And Jesus lives in us as our king. So after we experience him as the blowing wind, causing us to be convicted, to be dissatisfied, to be restless, to give ourselves to him, he comes to us as the cloud to care for us, to show favor to us, to overshadow us, to cover us, to protect us with his all-embracing presence. And his presence as a cloud, Matt, comforts us, strengthens us, and energizes us and broods over us so that we enjoy his presence all day long. And so this is our prayer. I just pray this for you and me, and I pray this for all our listeners, that this would be our daily experience.
1: Ed, uh, after the cloud... Comes the fire after we enjoy the Lord. There's some shining that happens. Let's go back to Witness Lee and talk about this next phase in our spiritual experience.
3: He saw the wind brew, and he saw the cloud overshadowed with fire, flashing continually. Let me tell you: who you got the brewing wind from the Lord, and who you have. The covering cloud, the overshadowing presence of the Lord, what followed? My, you had also the sensation, something within you shining, searching, and eventually burning. While you are enjoying the Lord's presence overshadowing you, you are under the enlightening, something flashing something shining and something searching then you just realize my, your attitude two weeks ago was wrong. Well, under the shining under the enlightening under the searching of the Lord's presence you got exposed. You would condemn yourself. Then what? The searching, shining will burn It burns out all the negative things within you. There's no need for me to tell you, you know, two weeks ago I saw that. Your attitude was not so right. That doesn't mean anything as far as the inner life goes. But now you are under the shining. You are under the searching of the Lord's presence. And then you are under the condemnation. Of this shining, eventually you would be willing to say, Lord Jesus, I am no good for anything. I am only good for being burned. are this? Let me tell you, this is the real experience of the inner life. Not just some teaching. The wind is the Lord himself. The cloud is also the Lord himself. Now the fire is also the Lord himself. When he comes, he comes at the wind. When he stays, he stays as what? At the cloud. When he searches and burns, he searches and burns at the consuming fire. I just cannot believe if one does have the experience of the Lord at the brewing wind and at the covering cloud and at the burning, consuming fire. Yet, with you, there's no change in your life. There's no transformation. I just cannot believe. We need to be transformed by being burned. Our God, the Lord Jesus today, is not only the living water, but also hot, the consuming fire.
1: This is a very penetrating word, this matter of... No change. How can you say you have no change after you experience the Lord? I question you could have no change if you really have the experience of the wind, the cloud, and the fire. That's very touching, isn't it?
2: It is very touching, Matt. And I would like to stress that these four items should be a Christian's spiritual history. This should be a cycle that we pass through, even in a day-by-day way. And Matt, I want to stress to our listeners, ask the Lord for his mercy and say, Lord, by your mercy, I like to spend a personal time with you every day. You know, uh, wake up a little earlier, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Spend time with the Lord before you go to work. Spend time in the word. You can read the word in a spirit and atmosphere of prayer. You can sing to the Lord. You can call on the Lord. The Lord will shine on you. He will blow upon you, right? His presence will fill you like a cloud. Then he becomes like a fire to you. We want to be burning for the Lord. Well, we don't want to be burning with our natural enthusiasm. We want to say, Lord, I need you to be my fire. I need you to be my fuel. Burn in me today, Lord. I like to open my entire being to you without any reservation right now burning me. And you know what he does, Matt, when we pray that? He shines in us, he enlightens us, he burns us, and he purifies us. So, this fire signifies God in his holiness as the burning and sanctifying power within us. So, what happens, Matt, when we spend time with the Lord is he enlightens us concerning our sins and in the enlightenment of his holy fire, that light exposes us, and we confess our sins. And what is so marvelous, Matt, and I would say this to our listeners, First John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And First John 1, 7 says, The blood of Jesus is cleanses us from every sin. So it's a joy to confess our sins under the enlightening of himself as the burning fire within us. So when he is burning within us, this is his shining and searching presence. So we need to pray, Lord, burn away everything in my being that doesn't match you. And the more we're under his shining the more we realize that there's many elements of selfishness in our being. And we need to pray, Lord, burn away my selfishness, burn away my pride, burn away my love for the world, burn away my wrong attitude, and burn away my impure motives. He will honor this kind of prayer. And we have a hymn in our hymnal. I love this hymn. This line says, it says, burn, burn, O love, within my heart burn fiercely night and day till all the dross of earthly loves is burned and burned away. You see, we want God as love to burn within us until we just love him as our first love.
1: Amen, Brother Ed. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study.
3: God is a good God. God is a God with good purpose. What is his purpose? To come as the wind blowing on us, and as the cloud covering us, and as the fire consuming us. What is his purpose? Out of the fire. You have the glowing. Glowing what? Glowing electron. Electrum is a kind of shining metal. A mixture of gold. And silver, if you go on from Ezekiel to the last book of the Bible, you have the throne of God and of the Lamb. This is the Lamb God or this is the redeeming God. In the beginning, he was God merely. He was God only, but now he's no more just God. He is God and the Lamb. He is our redeeming God. He is our Lamb God. He is electron. Gold plus silver. We all know silver signifies in typology redemption. You know, when we have the experience of the blowing wind, then we enjoy the covering clouds. Then, surely, we will pass through all the burning, the consuming. Eventually, what? My experiences tell you. Eventually, you just have the electrum. Something so shining, something so precious, something as a treasure, something, my, so lovely. This is our electrum. This is the vision of the glory of such a God. And I have to tell you, this is not a kind of experience once for all. This experience has to be repeated again and again. Just like a cycle when... Cloud, fire, electrum, then after another two days, uh, wind uh, comes again, then the cloud, and then the fire, and then more electrum. This is, I say, the first category of our spiritual experiences. This is for the real experience of the inner life. And this is also for the growth in life.
1: Ed, what a picture, this cycle in our Christian life. Every believer in Christ should be experiencing this cycle.
2: Yes, Matt, I, I, I like the way this uh, this message concluded. This should be a continual cycle in our Christian life, and this should be our spiritual history. We need to experience God as the blowing wind, as the covering cloud, as the purifying fire. And then the issue of this is the glowing electrum. Some translations point out that electrum is a glowing metal. And as Brother Lee pointed out, it's an alloy, it's an amalgam of gold and silver. Gold signifies God in his divine nature. Silver signifies Christ in his redeeming work. And the one on the throne is not just God, he's the Lamb God. He's the redeeming God. So mad, it's so marvelous after we experience God as the blowing wind in us, right? As the overshadowing cloud, his precious presence filling us and his fire burning in us and purifying us, causing us to be burning in spirit, pursuing him with our whole being. The issue is that he fills us with himself as the glowing electrum the glowing, redeeming God. And then what comes out of us is the radiant expression of the redeeming God as Electrum for his glory and his magnification. And that should be a continual cycle with us. Hallelujah. Amen. I just say, let it be so.
1: Amen. Let it be so. Thanks for coming in and doing this program with me today. You can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY to get more information on how to receive the messages. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can actually go to our website at lsm.org and read this Life Study online. It's Life Study of Ezekiel, message number three. We just barely touched the tip of the iceberg of the riches in this wonderful
0: program. The New Testament is a marvelous and clear revelation of God's purpose and plan. In 1984, Witness Lee spoke a series of 51 messages based on God's New Testament economy, which is his plan to dispense himself into his chosen, redeemed, and regenerated people as their life and everything to produce the body of Christ which is his corporate expression as golden lampstands in this age and ultimately as the new Jerusalem for eternity. God's New Testament Economy by Witness Lee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. Call today.